Hey, real estate investors, especially real estate investors in California, you have to tune in uh, to uh, about what's happening with the Delaware Statutory Trust. Whether you want the best protection that money can buy as a domestic asset protection trust, or if you're looking to avoid franchise taxes while achieving protection, while owning your assets anonymously, and while compartmentalizing your assets, you need to learn about the Delaware Statutory Trust. And that's what we're going to dive into today in detail, exactly how it works, why it works, um, and how you can benefit from it. If you guys don't know me, of course, my name is Scott Royal Smith. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, um, as well as longtime real estate investor. Um, and I'm excited to share with you today the best practices that I've learned with working with over 2,000 clients in all 50 states um, in real estate uh, investing, uh, entrepreneurship, and, and business building, how we're streamlining taxes, how we're protecting assets, and organizing our estate plans in one cohesive system. And the Delaware Statutory Trust is uh, a crucial part of that, um, especially for uh, residents of California or people that own property in California that are looking to uh, accomplish those uh, streamlined goals. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I'll share with you guys a little bit more about this. Okay, great. So when we look at um, the Delaware Statutory Trust, it's kind of has a form and function and maybe perhaps you've seen our the presentation that we did on the uh, series LLC, but it's one entity. This is a Delaware Statutory Trust. This is um, Statutory Trust is going to be formed on only one place, it's formed in Delaware, uh, and it has a single filing with it. Uh, and this Delaware Statutory Trust is also anonymous, anonymously formed through the law firm with an attorney being um, listed. So that way, all of the information regarding this trust is further protected by the attorney-client privilege. And that gives you that extra peace of mind around what the information security is regarding your ownership of your company structure. Remember, if it looks like you qualify for food stamps because they can't find the assets or entities you own, guess what? People that qualify for food stamps don't get sued. Now, the Delaware Statutory Trust has a tree structure. It's like a parent-child structure. And in fact, um, what it works at is to compartmentalize every single asset that you own. Because you don't want to end up like my friend who lost over $3 million from a single lawsuit in real estate because he thought he was very well insured. In fact, he was very well insured. Um, but what he didn't realize is that at, when you end up with a, um, a lawsuit that alleges any type of uh, breach of contract or any type of fraud that says somebody says, hey, you misled me uh, in that email that you sent, your insurance does not cover that. And you need an entity structure to further protect you. And the Delaware Statutory Trust is a great entity. In fact, one of the best entities out there to help protect you from that in an affordable way for the average real estate investor. So when we look at the DST, the first thing that we're gonna try to accomplish here is compartmentalization of the assets. So that way if one asset gets sued, they can't sue any of the other assets. And if they ever sue you personally, they can't get to anything. So remember I said before, it's like a parent-child structure. Here, this is your child series. Child series A, for example. Each of these child series is treated like its own separate entity for liability purposes, but they cause nothing to form, they cause nothing to maintain, and it's infinitely scalable. You can create as many of them. So think about this as like, this is your infinitely scalable company. And each one of these child series, it's its own bucket for liability purposes. So we have child series A, child series B, and this is going to be our child series C, for example. And that these, um, the Delaware Statutory Trust um, is only able to own um, passive assets. So it's not for doing flips or running active businesses in. Um, it's only things that are going to be passive, right? So that can be your passive real estate that you own, whether that's going to be um, single family homes, whether it's apartment complexes, whatever the case may be. It can technically own any of those things um, as long as they're passive. Um, this 
So you could have two pieces of property here. Um, you might also have, you know, let's say that you have like a boat as well. I'm an old school little sailboat here. As you guys know, uh, my drawings um, are uh, very, very beautiful. I should have, I should have definitely been an artist. Um, uh, at least that's what my mother always tells me. Um, and, <laughs> and maybe that she also tells me too, that like, maybe I should have been a doctor because given how my, what my handwriting looks like. In any event, this, uh, you can use this uh, DST here uh, to be able to own any, any passive assets that you have. Um, so here, this is actually a car, guys. Um, and so you can see like you can have uh, any of these passive assets that are gonna be held uh, by your Delaware Statutory Trust. Now, because it's compartmentalized, if, you, if it's a bad car accident that sees the limits of liability of your car insurance policy, remember, if they try to sue you, they can't get to anything that's held by this DST. If they try to sue directly against the owner of the car, um, the owner of the boat, or the owner of the property, they're limited to their recovery just by what's inside of this one bucket, this one bucket. So that way that they get a much lower um, amount that they're going to ever be able to take you for, I'm going to put you in a much better position if you're ever sued. Now, what I like to do is to be own, own all of my entities and assets anonymously, so that way people can't find out what I own or what it's connected to. Um, remember our DST here, because it's formed in Delaware and it's formed anonymously through a law firm, we own this entity anonymously. We know the DST is super strong and that it has all of these compartmentalization of each of the assets, so that further protects us from liability. But we're also going to use is land trusts, land trusts or property trusts, depending upon uh, whatever the case may be. And function, they're exactly the same. In fact, in fact, it's the exact same trust document. It just has a different function for what prop, what type of asset it's going to hold. So these would be land trust. These would be property trust. But I'll give you an insider secret here. It's all the exact same legal construct that allows you to own a piece of property, uh, regardless of whether it's real property or personal property. <clears throat> so here, now you own each of your assets anonymously because these are revocable trusts, and because they're revocable. They are revocable trusts. Um, we can now own the asset anonymously because the trusts aren't filed anywhere except the Delaware Statutory Trust and it has other masking information into it. Um, and both of these are going to be treated for tax purposes with the way that we have it structured as a disregarded entity for tax purposes. So that way all of the income passes directly to you as the client and that you can report that income on, on your 1040. And here you're only going to have one bank account that you have to maintain. You're only gonna have one set of accounting books and, and then it's one to zero tax returns. Because hey, if the whole thing is a disregarded entity, you actually don't need a separate return for it. You'll just end up doing the 1040 just like you are right now. So now that your assets are all held anonymously, they're compartmentalized and they're protected and you have a streamlined system that only has one entity structure that you have to maintain and that you can infinitely scale as you grow. Um, the question is, is how do we grow? They, so what'll happen is that if you're as a client and for especially for your first 10 properties, you're gonna buy those assets here inside of your personal names. So that way you can do the conforming loans and buy that asset as easily as possible. Then you'll transfer it into the land trust by warranty deed. And because it's transferred into by warranty deed, um, we're able to preserve the title insurance policy. And because it's a transfer to a land trust, we're able to avoid the due on sale clause per the St. Germain Act. Now, if we ever need to refinance the asset, we pull that asset back out, have it refinanced either in your name 
or in some cases, we'll have a single purpose entity, like a single purpose entity LLC to do the financing. This all depends upon the financing institution of how do they want us to hold the asset at the time of doing the refinancing. But in any event, the property gets moved out of the land trust refinance and then moved back in. Your name, of course, with any of these assets that you buy, your name would still appear in the public record as a previous owner. But if people believe that you own the property still, they're wrong. Actually, they wasted a bunch of money because actually the land trust is the owner of the property. You're no longer the owner of the property and they just wasted a bunch of money guessing wrong in the lawsuit. Now, how do you actually handle the flow of money with your structure? Well, what you do is you set up here as an operating company. This is a LLC. In your operating company LLC, this owns no assets, but it does everything for you. So um, we want people to sue this entity. You have to have an operating company. You shouldn't be doing this per, uh, personally because if you do it personally, what happens is when people sue you, it damages your credit score. Your credit score is your ability to get access to financing and financing means money. So we have an operating company in here to protect you personally and to protect your credit score. Now, any rents, um, that come, um, where do rents go? Rents go to the landlord, right? So that's what this company is gonna serve as, as the person that hires, uh, does, does essentially all of your property management functions, hires contractors, engineers to leases, uh, does, does all of that front facing things to the world, but it doesn't own anything because when something goes wrong, that's the entity that they're gonna sue. It's gonna be this operating company, um, but we want them to sue this one because it doesn't own anything. So they sue the entity they can't get anything out of. So money gets paid from the tenant to the operating company and the operating company then pays out to the trust all of its income. So all of the money flows here for liability purposes. Now that we have the money here, we're going to push it to the Delaware Statutory Trust um, to, into that bank account. And then from that bank account, it gets distributed to the client. That takes about two minutes. These are all electronic transfers that we're able to do inside of one banking institution. Um, and remember, you only have one set of accounting books here um, that you're needed as long as you keep accurate records, um, tagging and classifying each of the individual uh, properties as uh, they come up. Awesome, guys. So that is the nuts and bolts that we have on um, the Delaware Statutory Trust. I highly recommend that you look at our uh, masterclass and review our masterclass as well as ebook um, on the Delaware Statutory Trust to be able to take a deeper dive um, into the DST and the other trusts that we use to get better up to speed with how those trusts work and where they can be effective for you in creating anonymity, as well as using a DST to be able to create uh, the protection. Um, if you're a California investor, you have to use a DST, at least I highly recommend that you do because it saves you so much money on the franchise tax. The DST is not subject uh, to franchise tax with the way that it, we have it structured. Um, and it's going to be able to save you that $800 per year per LLC that you otherwise would have to pay uh, to be able to accomplish the asset protection that you're looking for. So this is the solution if you're a California investor of how do you get asset protection to be able to afford it when the LLCs are just too expensive or don't actually protect you enough. Um, and the best thing to do is actually go into our masterclass um, and read our ebook for it. I guarantee you, if you go to attend the masterclass and you attend the ebook, you will come out um, of that education with uh, better information than anybody that you're going to find locally for you as an attorney. I guarantee it. And so the best thing that you can do is to go into that masterclass, register for it right now, take that, and then I'm gonna give you a free copy of my ebook uh, when you do. So thank you so much, guys. Look forward to being able to help you uh, register for that masterclass right now.